Welcome to Fundamental Fridays, where we provide you practical tips and tricks for working on or in your business. My name is Devin. And my name is Thor, and today we are talking about the age-old question of when you should pivot from an employee to an entrepreneur and how you know when to do that. Never. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's savage. It's brutal. It's so tough. But uh, speaking of that, we give an update. So my wife did chirp at me, and I respect it. She said we need to work better on not trying to remember what we have and have not told them yet on our updates. Because I was like, hey, do we tell them about this? I don't know, do we? And then we go back and forth. She's like, you know, you guys can get your act together a little more. It's like, ooh, zinger. It's good feedback. It's great feedback. It hurts. I understand why. And now I'm. It hurts because it's right. It's you know? right. And the worst part is we didn't prep, though. I just thought of that when we started talking about the update. So we're probably going to do one more back and forth, Shelby. Sorry about that. But uh, it's all Love good. You. <laughs> update wise, though, it's going well. We a lot of stuff's filling up in the pipeline again. Having a lot of conversations with some high end business owners that have gone before us, which is nice. Uh, not because they want to do business with us. These aren't like, oh, we're going to make sales. It's more of, mentorship and coaching opportunities because we are getting other smaller businesses wanting to work with us that we want to make sure we're not making any rookie mistakes that can be avoided by being humble enough to ask for help. So people like Eric and Greg and some other individuals have been networking with the last couple of days. And then uh, had our two companies reach out from the EO rally we all talked to you about last week. So that's fire. One out of Chicago and the other one right out of Minneapolis. So beautiful uh, on that one end. in medical and one in food you know totally you know <laughs> right in the same zone <laughs> of course that's how it's going to go down i would say outside of that though nothing too insane with marikai other than trying to figure out when i'm going to jump ship ironically enough which cool you know now the rumors are flying at work that i probably don't even have to jump ship they're just going to do it for me <laughs> they're going to kick you they're off like, the walk boat. the plank <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy you said that i was thinking the same thing so on that kind of exact topic, great transition, but when do, you, when do you think is, or what are some leading indicators that maybe it's time to jump ship? Ooh, like jump ship isn't even like not even just starting a business, like you just jump and go to something else? Because <laughs> this is a great question. I, guess, I went, I mean, right? it, it's, it's both to a, to a degree, but like at what point can you be so passionate about something that it just makes sense to go out on your own and start that? That was me. I hit mute, but I actually unmuted it, and now I did mute it. So when to jump ship? To give you all context, Thor and I, I want to say, came up with this topic all on our own. We didn't. We texted my wife. We're like, hey, have any good ideas? And she said this, and I was like, we've already, we have not. Like, we no. are 20 episodes in, almost, on startups, fundamentals, 101, and we never like, hey, maybe people are wondering, like, should I even do this? We were gatekeeping it, yeah. okay? We didn't <laughs> want to share it with anyone. No, not not it at all. And so that's the goal of today. Give you all context is by the end, we're hoping you'll have a better understanding is, is a startup even for me and kind of some gut checks I can do along the way if I should get into it. And right away out of the gate, if you're someone on my end of the spectrum, I would say very opinionated, don't fit into many holes very well. You know, you're kind of a square peg, always getting put in a round hole, very visionary and willing and high, high risk tolerance. So you're just never satisfied in the role you're in. I would say definitely consider doing something, even in the startup space. A lot of people need to understand being an entrepreneur, there's this step in between that and being an employee, being an entrepreneur, where you're still an employee, but you have full control and rights over something. 
I think is a very good path to go down. That's what I did first at Marco. I was an entrepreneur. I ran an entire division. I was finance, marketing, sales, operations, the whole piece of it. I just reported direct to the CRO and did my own thing. So it gave me a great taste of, is this my cup of tea or not? And then I went to like a really corporate job where you're not in a box, you're in a box inside of a box inside of a box. And really that's not for me. It's not what I should be doing. So that'd be your first check is don't think you don't do radical. Like I always do and just like, ah, jump, you know, <laughs> absolute insanity. Take a step back and go, maybe is there an opportunity internally? If I vocalize it, I would like to start something new or lead a new project where you can be an engineer and get a taste of, do you like ambiguity? It's the biggest thing that'll exist inside of entrepreneurship. And if you can't handle ambiguity and you can't handle running your own schedule and just figuring out what needs to be done without someone telling you, it's just not going to work. So then that really comes back to just not fundamentals, little funny, <laughs> but making sure that that gut check or part of that is having those key habits in place so that you're, you are able to be successful, right? To where if, if yeah. you're consistently going, Hey, I am a self-motivated person. I am pursuing what I want to pursue and what I am passionate about, whether that's at the current company I'm at, or if I have a side hustle or something I'm very passionate <laughs> about outside of my current job, if you have those kind of foundational items, that's a good start. Outside that, I would say it's going to be resilience. I think it's the biggest word that comes to mind or like, um, what is, what do you always, um, not resilience, determination, but like just consistently steadfast. Ste I don't know. That's going to bother me for, for the rest of the day. But no, one of those moments of you're just, de you're very determined. You're just going to keep going and it doesn't matter because that's something that I think is most people just like in life, right? Anything like I'm, I'm losing my, I'm losing my thought, but basically it's one of those moments where you need to understand that every aspect of what you're going to chase down, if you choose to pivot, right. And start your own thing, you're going to get pushed back almost the entire way through. And if you're not willing to just sit and take those punches in the face, like what we've been going through, like the highs, lows, maybe it's just not for you. Like you need to understand it's going to be tough. Yeah. All I would the, say all the time. So I would say we're, we're saying a lot of good things here, but let's step back from one. So let's pretend we're one of our audience. We're either sitting in a cubicle right now working on something, listen to this, the drive home mm -hmm. and forever. How many people do we meet all the time? Like, oh, I've always wanted to start my own business. They're not going to, right? It's just, and it's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's quite insane to actually do it. So it's, it's okay. So we're, they're sitting in their car and you have a couple of people, right? You have those who maybe are older and they're like, it's too late, right? And then you have those who I make a lot of money and we have the golden handcuffs, which just going to pivot on that real quick. If there are positions where if you're making absurd amount of money and you're working for a company, probably just wait it out and stock money aside. So when you are 40, you can just go buy a business or start what you want. Because a lot of people who have an entrepreneurial spirit like I do will think less of themselves because they aren't going and doing what the radical crazy entrepreneurs are. But if you're pulling in three, 400 grand a year, not a bad idea to maybe stack that away for a couple of years and then go do your thing. You can jump sooner, but in the end, everything's pay to play. How many people are we running into right now that that's, that's their biggest hiccup or they're like, well, you have to spend money to get into it. Yeah. It's everything. Like everything's pay to play. Cause who are we just talking to on that? Outside of everyone, <laughs> because everyone's been asking, how are you guys doing this? Like really? Cause it just seems impossible. And it's like, we had thought initially it was 
knowledge. And obviously that plays a, a critical part of like everything, but at the core of it, it's, it's pay to play. Yeah, it is. It's working mm -hmm. hard, having the knowledge and you pay. Mm -hmm. So if you're that person, it's so let me, it's okay to jump, but it's also okay to sit and go hand making like dope money. I should probably stash this and then jump. Like neither's wrong answers. What I'm trying to get to like, you're still awesome. You're not any less of an entrepreneur or hardworking person because we're sitting here going, grab the bull by the horns and run through the brick wall. Like <laughs> you can still do that and wait four years and be more strategic about it. That's completely okay. But if you're the one who's sitting in the cube or the car on the way home right now and you you're older or you're younger, but both are you're just super dissatisfied with what you're doing. You have an idea for a passion, what you'd like to do, but you're questioning, hey, I don't I don't have all the knowledge. I still question that. I mean, the amount of research I'll do on random nights, because I'll go down into this just just rabbit hole of terrified, like we landed this deal, there's no way I know this, or something pops up on LinkedIn. I go, I don't know anything about this. I'm an idiot. And I'll just run down these trails. <laughs> you're gonna have that to the day you die. So don't let knowledge be the excuse. Don't let experience be the excuse. Don't let your network be the excuse. It really comes down, in my opinion, to what you were talking about earlier now, where you're sitting in that moment. Now look internally and really question, are you dissatisfied at a moment because you have a bad manager, you have bad working hours, you have a bad culture? If it really comes down to you're unhappy because of the situation, not the work, I'd probably consider staying an employee. Because if you just love the work, you love the not having the stress of going to find the next contract, you like the not having the stress of, am I going to get paid in six months? You just don't like where you're at. Or even if you don't like the work you're doing, but you want the security of a company around you, that's totally okay. Because you can work really hard and do some really innovative, pushing the limits, working uphill, changing the environment around you and, and being an entrepreneur doing that without having to take the full leap. So if you love that security side of it, don't be ashamed of it. I, mean, I, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You need to be honest with yourself though and admit that. And then I would say stay in the role. I'd say stay in the job. No, that's fair on that end. Because again, the minute you jump, if you are not, if that's not what you're passionate about and you're not willing to really just die on that hill or just push through all the uncomfortability that's going to come with that, it's just not worth le leaving your current role. Yeah. Like, and I would say if you're on the on other side... End. You're, you're me, you're someone like me, right? Like, let's just call it as you're not satisfied again, but you've you have never been, I've never been satisfied in a role. Only time I was was about a year and a half, two years at Marco, but I was, that was a pretty rare, hardcore entrepreneur job. The amount of lack of oversight was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Like once a quarter, talk to the CFO, lot talk of to the CEO, you hit numbers, go. I want to spend money, show me the ROI, case spend it, go, right? So I would say in my role, the, the big thing, and I would say I'm running into right now is I'm really, I mean, full transparency, there's some hardcore conversations going on right now between Thor and I of me jumping ship way sooner than planned with absolutely zero safety net and way less revenue than we planned when I would do it. Just pretty, pretty, pretty risky. And the reason why is just understanding, as Thor said, if you knowing if you really want it and it's, I know what I want, but what's scary is it's, it's kind of like when we talked about, I think it was like two weeks ago, I said, when you get married, you always have that question. This is forever. Right. And that's what I'm going through. And I was like, Hey, if you do this, like you don't turn back, which is so dramatic. Cause in a year I could go back at a job, make okay money and be fine. Right. Like, let's not blow it up to something. It's not. Seriously, anybody, if you go out there 
leave a job and you start a business, work at it for a year and it fails and you have to go get a job again, it's going to be nowhere near as hard as you think it will be. Unless you have some just epidemic, massive economy epidemic. crash, everything goes down the toilet, right? Different story. But then I believe that all your friends and family should just get a house together and not stress over finances and just live together and get over it. If we all band together, we can survive. Yeah, right. Um, no, so in that in that world, I, your first question is, are you really, and we've said it before, I'm contemplating is like, how much am I willing to lose? That's the first question you have to ask. And if it's not a lot, you don't get a jump. You're not an entrepreneur. It's that simple. I mean, I've seen, I've we've known Gabe long enough now to know that he's risked and worked really hard to get to where he is. And it's no happenstance that in eight week time frame we're seeing people who he's meeting for the first time that see his credibility and see that veteran and experience in his eyes and how he talks and how he holds himself. But that was hard earned over 20 years because he was more concerned about having a business than he was having money. And that's a big question you have to decide is, do you want to, are you doing it to be really, really rich? It's probably not going to sustain you. I know some of you think it will. I don't think it will. Just like the whole, who is it? Uh, David Goggins, some other people were like, think about all the people that ever hurt you and use that as fuel. I'm like, that is the most unhealthy thing you can do. Like, yeah, that's it. That is a dark reason to be chasing down dreams. Right? But it really just comes down to like, if you are really passionate about something and you're just not going to stop working at it. If you just, again, same thing we're, we're doing in like the relationship building side is it is just blunt force. If you're willing to have that approach and you're just not going to stop and you just are going to keep going and you go into things with that mindset and create that sense of standard for yourself, go for it. There's nothing wrong in that. But yeah, if you don't have that motivation and that like risk tolerance, the passion and risk tolerance. Yeah. Though, those are key traits and key things to keep in mind. And have when, the humility to ask for help. Oh, teamwork. So no one wins alone. Day. No one wins alone. And I would say if you want to know, like if, if you're in the audience right now going, I, I think it's me, but I don't know. Keep your job. Start the business on the side. If you're not willing to work 70 hours a week doing that, you don't want it bad enough and you should not, you should not quit your job. Because in my opinion, if you truly want it, if you truly want to be an entrepreneur, you truly want this business or concept to blow up six months of 70 hours a week, 40 at one job, 30 at the other, it, sh it shouldn't bother you. Well, so on that exact note, it shouldn't be bothering you because the likelihood that it, it's a passion and not necessarily a job enables you to be able to withstand that. Yeah, those 30 hours out of the 70 are just fun. Like oh, how yeah. much fun, we've, I, don't get us wrong, we've been burnt out, tired, blah, 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 right? But out of the gist of it, we also are fully aware how much fun we're getting to have. And that's where I would argue the difference between me jumping ship right away and now is at the beginning, it had been a fun move. Oh, I'm going to do this. I know I want to do this. Now it's a strategic move going. It's super risky, but we've seen what we've done in six months. I know now, like the worst part about thinking about it is how addicted I am to what we've done and created is I'm obsessed with it. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I won't go back to any other sort of lifestyle Seeing the or, other side. or habits or decisions and so that's where I challenge you is you'll know in three, four months in if you should leave, if you'd be willing to risk it all then. And I think it's totally okay to, to start both at the same time, not just leap. And for anyone who just leaps, you and I talk about this. I'm so tired of it. People are like, nope, once you know, you just go do it. Well, how many of them ask them, how many of them had a spouse that, that supported them? 
<laughs> How many of them, them had a yeah, spouse we making over six things. figures, had plenty of revenue coming to the door, could hold up the home, home for six to 12 months versus in our world, I have my wife, yeah, she'll help float us, but yeah, we we bought a house in, last, in less than a year and, and we had to get new vehicles because I knew if I started a business, well, I can't get a loan for a car now because I need two years of, of proof of income and there's all these things people don't think about. So realize once you leap, your whole life goes on hold for two years. You don't buy a house, you don't buy cars, you don't get a, get new things just because you have money coming in the door. The bank wants two years. So you're buying cash or you're holding out. Yeah. So realize there's this whole outside world people don't think about when you jump. So go grind for six months and make sure you want it. That's my well, opinion. Which I think is perfectly said. And then in that six months, one that helps you for, forecast for the following six months. And then in that same time frame, just be planning and being methodical about things that you may not be thinking about and utilize, I mean, chat, Google, I mean, talk to people if you're meeting other people, I mean, all sorts, just don't stop asking questions and don't ever think that you have a dumb question if that's the route that you're yeah. choosing to run. Because anyone who's gone it before you is going to be transparent with you to a certain degree and just keep poking if you feel like you didn't get the, the answer you wanted to to a certain extent, right? To your point of, well, do, yeah. you, do you have a significant other that's enabled you to do this? Get to that level with someone or build, build the relationships up enough to be able to have those honest conversations. And I would say to build on it, I wanted to figure out how to pull this into the podcast. I think it's super important. I didn't know what episode it would be. I, th I think it'll fit here and you feel free to shut it down if it doesn't. And we, I've talked about it in my post. I know we've hit a little bit about it being lonely, but for me, it's hit home personally because my wife started her own business. What is it? It's, I want to say, because it was February. So it's longer than I've been telling people, but like three, four, four, three, four months now, it was sometime in February, crushing it. I literally, I, I do idolize what she's doing and what she's gone through to get where she is. And now she gets, she has people crawling out of the woodwork, just talking mad trash about her to her clients behind the closed doors. Cause they don't want her to get business, which now there's two things happening that are just one's beautiful. One's reality of life. A friend always told me you have flowers and you have trees in your life, right? So you have hmm. people who spring up, they'll be around for a season and then they'll die and it's gone. And you have trees who'll be around forever. And that's what she's finding right now is a lot of people see this negative talk as it's tearing her world down, but I would say it's weeding her garden and it's removing all the things that shouldn't exist. So she can grow and be prosperous because there's a whole group of people also coming out who are letting her know, Hey, this was sent to me. I'm not going to even respond and engage to it, but now I'm going to throw a party for your business at my place. Cause I want, I want to support you because I don't want to tear you down. And the reason I bring that up is too many people. I'm just really tired of and, and we show a lot of the fun side on LinkedIn and everything too. I can be guilty of it, but it's it's what draws attention, sadly. But there's a whole lonely side to what being an entrepreneur is. And I would say someone I would love to get on sometime is, I think Gabe's going gone down that road a long time on his own. And I've seen my brother-in-law go down it. I've seen Justin go down it. And now my wife is getting the negative side of it. And so just realize as much fun and new people you'll meet, you need to be ready to as let, let as many, if not more, go by the wayside. And it's not because you're better than them. It's just a new path. Well, I think, yeah, no, and I would entirely agree. But it's one of those moments that just as drastic of a change as it is going from your W-2 career to starting your own business, you're going to end up doing that in your personal life too, because you're, you're taking such a drastic approach to the vast majority because <laughs> of risk tolerance. Yep. Most people won't want to do what you're doing. And then 
are going to end up criticizing you. No, they're jealous. Je- well, I mean, <clears> yeah, I yeah, a broad stroke of just negativity and just understand that that just comes with the territory and life will change just as it is in work and business. It will change in personal and there are highs and lows on both. Yeah. But it, Super, it, is I real. Mean, it is real as it can get. Like you can lose everything and gain everything at the same time. Like, it, Yeah. I mean, if you look at our side of the equation, we've had, I would say Thor and I, what, we decided to jump into this. So if I look back at our story, I'm just trying to give them more context, right? Of, of how I'm sitting at home right now. I'm just picturing me and them like, I feel like I get it, but I, I want something that's real. And I jumped into starting the business because I personally just, I couldn't take not feeling fulfilled anymore. And I did not feel fulfilled in any job I ever did, except for when I ran my own team for two years and watched people's lives around me change. And I had a lot of people tell me, you should start your own business. And so that's why I kicked it off. But I would say throughout the process... I don't think I've, I, I know I wouldn't do it again. Like I've, I'm in it, I'm deep into it and I love it. But I, I believe what Patrick Davis said, he goes, most entrepreneurs, when you meet them, if they, after they remember what they've been through in the first six months, if someone said, hey, wipe it all, you're making what you make, you have your job, would you start it again? Most say no, because it's brutal. It is a brutal process. And I'm only saying that not to deter people, but I'm just, I'm tired of the fancy side of it because it's not all, all glam. But there are moments, as Thor said, there's highs and lows where, I mean, yesterday, full transparency, Gabe's pushing us just to be a little more ourselves because it makes our podcast. Left one of our clients driving to another happy hour meeting, pull into the ramp, pull up my email. And literally we got probably four of the biggest emails that we've gotten in a long time within the span of 20 minutes. And I personally, I I literally started bawling. It was just, I was so emotionally overwhelmed by the moment of it's happening, it's working, it still has a long way to go. So there's a sadness of like, I know this could go nowhere, but to also have the breakthrough so big. And if you're not fueled by those moments of this is why I do it, like that, that was a moment of this is why. And then seeing in the last three days, we've helped three or four accounts close businesses or close deals that we know and being able to open doors for people that couldn't like, that's why I get into it. And so I would just say, if you're not ready for that emotional roller coaster, if you're not ready to put everything first before you, you just push everything to the absolute then don't limits, do it. absolute breaking points. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't jump on that bandwagon. And, and, and again, it's not for everyone. I'd do say your due diligence, do your due diligence and really, if you can insulate yourself well with people around you and you've got the nerve to do it, do it. I if mean, not, yeah. just keep working hard. Again, it's not to suggest that you're any less because you choose to stay with a job or a career that you, you enjoy or turn it into a side hustle. And then again, if it's something that your, your passion grows with, let it keep growing. Yep. That's just fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So it can kind of be like a three-part thing almost, not to add more to it. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole today. Um, but Devin, what are we drinking today? By the way, quick side note. We are drinking Nashville Barrel Company. I've never heard of it until I went to Ace Spirits. So the story behind it is pretty interesting. The owner of Ace Spirits flew down to Nashville. He tried uh, three different barrels. Well, he tried a bunch. Okay? Oh, this is this that is the one. one. Ah. Except for the guy who told you the story had it wrong. It was super frustrating me. I was like, come <laughs> on, dude. I heard it from the guy's mouth himself. 
So he went down there. He's like, hey, these are, I, I don't know. I don't, I love these three. Like he narrowed it down some more than three. I've seen, he's like, hey, these are three barrels I love. And the owner of this place goes, why don't we just blend them? They're all cast strength. Let's just blend them. And he's like, is that going to ruin it? And he goes, well, no, you actually picked three different palate bourbons. So one hit on the front of the tongue, one hit in the middle, one hit in the back. And so they mixed them all. And the owner was just ecstatic about it. Because when you sipped it, you would feel it from front to back. And I was like, ha ha, cute, good story. You're trying to do my bourbon. Took a sip of it. My mind was blown. I was like, this is the weirdest, smoothest, yet enough flavor because there's a different note as it goes back on each part of the tongue where I would say this is definitely a 10 out of 10 from a barrel select, but I'm going to take Gabe's advice. Shout out to Gabe, our uh, podcast producer. He said, Hey, let's stop doing it out of 10. Let's do it out of a hundred. So we have a better range. So a lot of the sevens, we'll just say we're in the seventies, right? Sixes are in the sixties. This one, even though I love heat, I would say flavor wise, I would give it a solid 92% because of how blended it is from front to back. It is one that I think more often than not has the ability to always be enjoyed. Cause we talked about some bourbons, you're just not feeling it. Time too much place. Heat. Yep. This one I feel like is always an amazing thing to have on your shelf. Great price. 92 out of a hundred without a doubt. Yeah, I think I would, I would have to agree with you on that end. It's, it's definitely enjoyable, plenty of heat on it, but not liquor. bite by any means and it's well-rounded i feel like my first sip ended up tasting somewhat sweet but on the tail end so like right up front tons of heat on the tail end sweeter side and then just the the carry through super enjoyable so yeah and something again if you had people who are kind of trying to bridge that middle gap absolutely um try it out worth it on that end yeah again 110 proof doesn't taste like it that's the bottle by the way guys too hopefully you can see it and A Spirits and Hopkins is where we can have it. Barrel select. But yeah, it starts to get warm in the front. It'll light your mouth on fire in the middle and sweet tones at the end. I love it. No uh, doubt. Perfectly said. So to, to wrap up today, yeah. any final thoughts? I would say final thoughts. Entrepreneurship is amazing. Starting a business is amazing. I definitely think it's for the 1%. And I, I hope so many of you out there who think you are built for entrepreneurship realize you are, but you're built to be the second for someone because that is a role that too many of you one percenters try and just go do on your own. And so go home tonight or whenever you're listening to this and just sit down, pour a water, a wine, whatever you like to drink and just talk to your significant other, your best friend about it and really sit in the moment of all the things that could change as you go down the path and realize you will experience things you can never, ever experience without being an entrepreneur that are amazing, but realize there's plenty of rocky roads because the best thing I ever saw was a friend of mine about three weeks ago, I saw him, he became a YouTube influencer was his goal. And in under three months, he got over 100,000 followers and he's blowing up. And I looked at him, I said, how, how is it going? He goes, over half what I do, I hate. He goes, it is so, he goes, one day I'll be able to hire all that out. But until then, half what I do, I hate. He goes, I still love it, but half what I do, I hate. So if you think you're going to love most of it, realize someone whose life is being changed to, um, like he's bolting at Mr. Beast level. He sat down with him and has done work with him now already. Half of what he does, he doesn't like. If you can sit in peace in that and still want to do the other half, go for it. 
And that's that determination, just raw, unbridled, like just brute force. You are going to run it something with everything you've got because it started as a passion. It's again, you just, you have a goal. All I think about is like the Spartan races thing. Yep. Is like you literally, yep. You're just willing to just endure pain just to accomplish a goal that someone may not care at all about. Exactly. Again, use the people around you, talk to people, have conversations, share thoughts and ideas to help sculpt where you want to run and how, how, how you're going to approach it. Perfect. But as always, guys, stay hungry, stay humble, stay at it. 